Wealth Within offers a range of investment and educational services to help you secure your financial future. Whether you're an aspiring trader or simply want to increase the strength of your portfolio, Wealth Within are dedicated to maximising your investment returns. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. And welcome to share, Learn the Share Market Basics Parts. Um, I'm going to keep, I've probably only got about one, maybe two more podcasts on these basics of the share markets and I'll try and finish those off on the next, uh, this podcast and possibly the next one. Uh, and just uh, please excuse me if I've gone over one point or a couple of points a couple of times because I'm trying to remember exactly what I've done in these, the past sort of five reports. But I'd like to talk a little bit now about dividends. I mean, obviously, um, I know I've explained to you what a dividend is, meaning that it's a share of a company. So if you're a shareholder in any company, whether it's a listed company on the Australian Stock Exchange or it's a private company such as Wealth Within, and I'm a shareholder of Wealth Within, uh, and if Wealth Within makes profits, then I'm entitled to a share of that profits through what's called a dividend. Same with a listed company. If you own shares in BHP, you're an owner in BHP, and therefore if BHP makes a profit, you are entitled to a dividend yield. Um, obviously the board... Um, always, whether it's in my company, Wealth Within, or whether it's BHP, vote on whether they will pay a dividend and how much that dividend will be, um, and also whether the tax is also paid, which is sometimes called dividend imputation or franking, um, and that's really where it probably gets a little bit confusing for some people about because there's some multiple names for different people, but dividend imputation really, as I said, does talk about franking or or things like imputation credit, so imputation or imputation credit. And franking, and and it's really about uh, that when they frank a dividend, it means they've paid tax on that. So, just to explain it, tax credits are passed on to the shareholders who have received frank dividends from holding shares. Now, what it is is if the company uh, makes a profit, and it companies pay tax currently in Australia at thirty cents in the dollar, uh, therefore that franking or that that tax that they've paid in that thirty that thirty cents in the dollar is then passed on to you in those franking credits um, to your imputation credit, sorry, in those franked dividends that you get. So from holding those shares, an investor is entitled to a credit or a reduction in the amount of income tax that must be paid based on the amount of tax already paid by the company issuing the dividend. Now, for example, if you've already received, if you receive $1,000 gross as, a, uh, as an income from a wage or somewhere else, then you've got to pay tax on it to whatever your tax rate is and let's say that your tax rate is 20% and so 20% of $1,000 is $200 and therefore that's the tax that you pay. Uh, if you're paying at 30 cents like a company uh, then also then you're paying $300 in tax. Now let's say the company pays out a dividend of a $1,000 dividend to you and it's already paid that $300 in tax at 30%. Now let's say your tax rate your personal tax rate's only 20%, so you only had to pay $200, you're entitled to that $100 difference between what you should have paid on your tax rate and what the company's actually already paid. Uh, and that's what they mean by imputation credits or frank, uh, in those frank dividends or your, your franking credits, and that's what you're doing. If you're uh, somebody who's slightly higher income earner and you're paying over 30 cents in the dollar, the tax department takes into consideration that 30 cents or that 30% or $300 has already been paid on your behalf. Therefore, you just pay the difference. So let's, for example, say that you're on a, uh, a tax rate of 40% or 40 cents in a dollar. Therefore, you, are, you should have paid $400 on $1,000. 
you've already had $300 paid by the company, you only owe another $100. So franking credits or imputation credits or frank dividends can be beneficial, especially especially to uh, retirees and self-managed super funds. Self-managed super funds only pay that 15%. So therefore you're getting extra income in, in theory by paying, getting those franking credits coming back to you. Um, all those invitation credits coming back to you, and obviously retirees, if they're on low income earning, uh, low income earners, um, they can actually earn extra income in theory from this tax uh, uh, working this way for them. Uh, and dividends can come in a variety of different forms. You know, we have stapled securities, um, which have, you know, the dividends can be quite. Um, how do I say it? Quite confusing to get because the stapled securities are like multiple companies joined together as one listing in the Australian Stock Exchange. And we've had that in the past with Macquarie. Uh, Macquarie Infrastructure Group was a, is, a, uh, is or was a stapled security and we've got Westfield as well. So there's a few of them. So I won't really go into that because that can get a bit too confusing. But I'd like to move on to something else now, which is quite important, I believe, anybody um, looking into the marketplaces. And it's what's, what I would, it comes up all the time and it's liquidity. Now, on Sky Channel, when I'm getting calls coming in, uh, I mention this all the time, and I know other experts do, is liquidity. To me, a liquid market is being able to convert your assets back to cash quickly uh, because there's enough participants to make the buying and selling easy. Now, often um, I had somebody email me about a stock. One of our students emailed me about a stock and saying, hey, Dale, I want to trade this stock blah, 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 here's my reasons why. And I emailed them back and I said, well, that's great. Your analysis is good. But the stock you're looking to trade, I personally can trade the whole weeks trading on that stock myself personally without borrowing anybody else's money. I can do it all on my own. So therefore, if I can do it now, I don't consider myself to be a, a, a James Packer. No, by, by no means, not even close to that. But at the end of the day, if somebody like myself, who I believe, you know, I'm, I, I am reasonably well off but I'm not a billionaire if I can move a market or a stock then that means it's illiquid in my book and therefore that person's taking high risk because there's there'll be numbers and thousands of people that could move that stock and therefore just because they could buy it doesn't mean they could sell it and this is a really important thing is a lot of people get hints and tips from chat forums or they watch me on Sky News and I know this happens so much on Sky News that people actually look, ring up about these stocks that I've not really heard of before and you look at the volume on them and they're you know, they're, they're 100,000 shares a week for two cents a share. And so really you don't need to be Einstein to multiply two cents by 100,000 to come up with not a lot of money. Uh, and therefore, and that's where the people's excitement or their um, natural human um, disposition to being more positive than negative in this and saying, well, yeah, it's going to strike this or it's drilling for this or it's going to do that or it's going to get this drug rat uh, ratified by the, you know, the drug um, people in the U.S., um, or what they call it, FDA in the US, so it's going to go booming. At the end of the day, you've always got to look at the downside. And to me, liquid stocks is what you should be looking for. So to me, you should never be looking to buy and sell more than 10% of the liquidity of any stock on any one week. So if the share trades at 100 million shares a week, what you're going to buy should be absolute maximum, no more than 10% of that, at that, uh, that, that figure um, in terms of the number of shares, so a million shares a week, so therefore you shouldn't be buying any more than 100,000. And even then, um, to me, I have any share that's not worth at least $50 million I don't go into because they are less liquid um, and they're likely to be manoeuvred around. And I really like to see, you know, something like at least $2 million traded in a share each week as well before I'll start trading with it. But uh, again, it's up to you uh, what you do and what you like to do. 
I'll leave this part six with you at the moment. Uh, hopefully enjoying the, you are enjoying the series here. Um, and I look forward to chatting with you on part seven. And as I said, I, I do try and intend to, to finish these up quite quickly in the next one or, or two podcasts. Um, I look forward to chatting with you next time on uh, number seven. Uh, you've been listening to Talking Wealth. And I'm Dale Gillan, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. Take care. Talking Wealth was brought to you by Wealth Within. To learn how you too can maximise your investment returns, call 1300 SHARE TRADE.